welcome to the Haunted Ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Haunted Ride. I'm your host, Melissa, and thank you for joining me today. I hope you have your snacks and your tea. I hope that you're having a good day. You know, we've got um, the... I'm going to mess up the order and how the words go, but the super wolf blood something moon. <laughs> I had it and I lost it. I know it's like a super moon and then it's a blood moon and then is it like a wolf moon? I, I don't know. But um, I think I'm supposed to be able to see it. So I'm, I'm actually really, really happy that I have the day off because it's obviously going to be later at night and um. I know it's going to be about three hours it'll last, and I plan on watching the full three hours of it. I mean, I'm not going to just stand there glued with my eyes towards the moon, but I'm going to take full advantage of it and be super excited. Um, I'm really lucky where the, the placement of my house is. For some reason, the moon and sun both basically pass directly over my area. So oftentimes, if there is anywhere near a full moon, or a full moon, or the moon is closer to Earth, my entire house is illuminated by, by moonlight. Like, it surrounds my house. Now, I haven't really noticed it surrounding my neighbor's houses, but I will say the first time it happened, I was laying in bed, and we have, um, like, blackout curtains, but they're in light colors, and the one that's in the bedroom is yellow. Uh, um, no, it's blue. So... There was light from outside, and I honestly thought, like, maybe it was a spotlight or something. Like, I wasn't really paying that much attention, but I, I thought it was weird because I had kind of looked around, and one, I'd never seen it happen before, and two, um, it, the way that it was shining was almost kind of like a bubble over the house. So I was just like, okay, this is odd. And um, I had ignored it for the majority of the night that I had seen it, but then I turned off all the lights to go to bed, and under, like... Because of how it was coming through, combined with my curtain color, it made my room look like green lights were lit up inside of it. And I had no light on. And I was just like, mm, great. So the aliens are coming to abduct me now. Awesome. <laughs> so that was my first thought. And then I realized like, oh, like I, I actually got up and checked like the different windows and stuff because my house is full of windows. Like it's, it's always full of light. So I went all around and I was like, okay, no, like if there was a spotlight from like this direction, it wouldn't like I was sitting here trying to debunk it. And then finally, I think the next day when I got home, it was dark outside. So uh, I let my dog out and I kind of like walked out and I realized that basically from where the moon was, it was illuminating my house. So I'm really lucky with the placement of my house and apparently like it's just right over it. And so I am hoping that I will be able to get the full effect of this awesome moon. Um, but I do know people blame the moon for tons of crazy occurrences. I don't, but I, I do believe that, you know, everything carries energy. And um, I do know, you know, if you, if you do crystals or tarot cards or stuff like that, one of the ways to cleanse or clarify those things is by leaving it out in the moon light and letting the moonlight hit it and it's a ritualistic thing but that's what it does so you know i do believe that the moon can have like certain influences i mean if you think about it the moon is a, it's part of a gravitational force so there the moon's kind of bane and way is part of what pulls the ocean tides higher or lower so if you can think that it would have a physical manifestation of a force on on 
our planet, I would assume that it would also have an emotional or perhaps spiritual sort of force on our planet. So if anything happens, I'm sure I'll either write about it on Twitter or it'll be in the next episode (laughs) because I've already got quite a couple of things that have happened in this house. Not bad, but more because I've been opening myself up to uh, supernatural occurrences and just understanding that I have a a very big sort of part in the supernatural world. So let's do our normal business. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. I've noticed that a lot of people have been subscribing and I thank you so much. Um, You know, I'm still surprised at like how quickly the podcast has grown and I always get worried because, uh, you know, we talk about this a lot, but but this podcast has sort of become my stories and you can only have so many of those. You know what I mean? Like I've got a ton of, of occurrences, but I don't want it to get repetitive. I, and I also don't want it to seem too theatrical where I only give the ones that are like huge things. Like that's not what this is for. It's really for your stories. So again, send the story. If you have a story, if you have a question, if you have a topic you'd like me to talk about, send it in by either going to the website uh, thehauntedride.com or emailing at thehauntedride at gmail.com. And I would love to have your story and put it on the air. Um, but with that, I always sort of worry because I'm kind of like, okay, well, what what new way can I go about giving these stories? Like, I think I think titling this episode and the episode prior, Ghost of St. Augustine, in part, I think was honestly maybe a really good idea. I hope that these episodes shed light on the town, shed light on the occurrences, share my experiences, help you guys to feel comfortable giving your own experiences, and that they're not boring. So I hope that you guys are able to connect with it and connect with me on these episodes still, and that you're still into the stories. I am always still looking for new ways to bring in more stories and shed more light to the paranormal world and new ideas and stuff like that. So I've got a couple, but I want this podcast to be going on for a really long time. And I hope that any changes that happen to the podcast, uh, you guys are able to still support and see that it's bettering the podcast for the future and that you guys like it. And, you know, having a good time with the show. It's like I am. We're going to take a quick break. And then we will get into the stories and I'm going to put up another promo for you guys for another podcast to check out and listen to. I hope that you guys do take a chance on it and and listen to it if it piques your interest. So here we go. Have you ever wondered which movie franchise is best and why? Or why Eric Matthews is the most interesting character on Boy Meets World? Or even how a small town in upstate New York became a hotbed for strange and paranormal activity? Then tune in to a podcast about something as I dig into these subjects and more every Monday with help from a special guest. And stay tuned for a podcast about football where every week of the NFL season we round up the previous week's action and make can't-miss picks against the spread for the following week. After you listen, give us a rating and review. And for more great content, visit our website, apodcastaboutsomething.com, and follow us on Twitter at APA Something. All right. And we're back, and let's get into some stories. I thought about where do I want to start in um, this episode because I spent a lot of time basically talking about the fort last 
um, in the last episode. And I said, oh, you know what, let's just stick to sort of central St. Augustine and move out from there. Or not central, but more so downtown. There's plenty of other things in St. Augustine. There's plenty of other like little areas that people really don't even know about. But it's because the tourist destination is Old St. Augustine. We will talk about the, um, I think the closest thing is there used to be this really awesome shop. The people, unfortunately, needed to move. I, I loved what they had in there. But we were walking past there and I was, at first we all thought that they were actually, we didn't really realize they were moving. We thought that they were just expanding the store, which it was being expanded. Um, and then later on we found out that apparently they just had decided to move somewhere else uh, further away from St. Augustine. So we were walking past the store and I'm over here like, you know, mourning because I've now found the thumb. We were walking down the street from there looking for a bathroom. There are tons of like bathrooms. I mean, there's bathrooms inside restaurants and stuff, but I I don't know. I, I always feel weird doing that. <laughs> like if I'm not eating there, <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't be using its facilities either. <laughs> so, but there's, there's bathrooms that are like exteriorly to stores and, and shops and you just have to kind of cut down little corridors and stuff and it says restrooms on top. There was one of those inside of this construction building. I say construction building because it didn't have any of the tools or stuff like uncovered or stuff like that. It wasn't like a wreck like that or something. But clearly you could see that they'd gutted everything out and they were, you know, going to be painting and stuff like that. I like really need to go to the bathroom at this point. So I like sort of round the corner into the place and I was just like, oh, okay. I felt a little weird. I didn't see anything at this point, but I take a couple spots in and something hits me. And it is a blast of warm air, like directly in front of me. Now, when we were walking outside, it was comfortable. It didn't feel like that. And when I walked into the building, it didn't feel like that. But right there in the space, it did. And I kind of looked around real quick, but I was just like, no, it doesn't have like, there's no vent here. There's no, I don't think it was set up for an AC unit yet. So I, I looked around, I didn't see anything. I sort of stepped to the right, stepped to the left, like stepped around it and, and it was just right there. And as I go to step by it, it moves. And it kind of like, again, moves right in front of my face. And I was just like, okay, so this is something that clearly wants my attention. And Around the time that I say this, I, I think I think it was trying to just get anyone's attention. And I think that like, because I was so into trying to debunk it, I didn't really want to confirm that it was a ghost because I wasn't expecting it. And at this point, and, and we've talked about this a lot, so sorry, I'm going to bring it up again for anyone who's new. So I was trying to hide myself, uh, my spiritual self, for quite some time. I tried to close myself off due to all of the experiences that I had and how many of them were negative. And I just was, I didn't want that in my life anymore. And I thought if I closed myself off that it would be gone. And so in me having myself closed off and trying to debunk this thing at the same time, I essentially was ignoring the fact that there is a spirit in front of me who's basically screaming at me. And I know it's screaming at me, but in my head, I'm still trying to say, no, that's not a spirit. So, so it's it's screaming at me. And then as it's screaming at me, I see it um, full, like, body and everything. And I saw it, like, in my mind's eye. Like, I, I think if someone 
you know, if someone walked up behind me and, you know, had any sort of spiritual sensibility where they could, you know, send spirits, they would have seen it too. But like, as far as like an actual physical form, I didn't do that. It was just like, I could see it in my mind's eye. And I was yelling because it was mad because it didn't like the construction going on in the building. I guess like it had been fine and like, okay. And there was no issues. And then I started the construction and I was pissed because everything had been moved around and everything was not as it was. And it wanted it back as it was. And I had to explain to it. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so, so I had to explain to it. And I was like, look, I'm so sorry that this is happening to you. I'm sorry for the construction. And it seems like it really wanted me to tell them basically to stop. And I was like, I can't do that because I don't know who's doing the construction. You know, all I can do is try to help you in this moment. But like, I can't spread the word, you know, and make some huge announcement that the ghost of the construction site doesn't want you to continue. So I, I sort of tried to help it calm down, which didn't really go too well because, I mean, it just wanted one thing, which was for the construction to stop. And I realized that pretty quickly on, like, into the conversation that that's all it wanted. It, it had no intention of leaving that space. It just wanted the construction to stop and for things to go back to how they were. That ghost basically had a no trespassing sign on the on the, the building. It didn't have a problem with people coming in or coming out. It had a problem with things being moved and renovated. That's what was pissing it off. And it was becoming angry. So I talked with it and I, I said, you know, I'm sorry. You know, there's not really anything that I can do for you except for talk to you right now and listen to you. And I guess that, like, after it, like, vented for a little bit, it seemed like it was a little happier that someone would listen. And I, I told it, I said, look, I can hear you. I'm sure that the other people hear you, too. They're just doing their job. You know, I'm sure that they're not, they're not trying to invade your, your, your property or trying to invade your space. They're just doing what they're told. And I said, um... You know, I completely understand why you're angry and so on and so forth. Like, I, I get it. And I, I empathize with it because, I mean, I love my house. But if somebody was to run a fucking bulldozer in my house while I'm in here and I didn't say, hey, run a bulldozer in it, I would be fucking pissed. I'd be pissed. I would go off. I would rally. Like, I'd be, I, I would be pissed to the highest specificity level in the world. So I get it. Like, I get the ghost. Just because people can't see something doesn't mean that it's not there. And that really should be like the staple of like every single one of these stores. Just because you can't see something or just because there's no tangible proof doesn't mean that something's not there. If someone feels that there's something there, like that's their experience. They have every right to share that experience and they have every right to believe in that experience. And just because you didn't see it or you didn't experience it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. And because the ghost was clearly a person, like, I could really honestly sympathize with the ghost and, and understand, like, where it was coming from. Because, like I said, if that happened to me, I'd be mad. But, unfortunately, I can't march down to the city hall and be like, hey, can you stop construction on the site because the ghost in there is pissed. Like, I can't, I can't do anything. But at least I can pay it a couple of seconds and listen. That's not enough. That's not what it wants. But I can understand that. So uh, after we're done with the conversation, I listened to Ghost for a second. I said, look, I said, I came in here to use the restroom. Will you allow me to essentially pass by you and use the restroom? And it said yes. So I went to the restroom and I came back. And I, I 
when I walked back out, I was actually sort of still looking for it to see if it was still around. And I sort of felt it fleetingly, but it wasn't yelling and screaming anymore. It was kind of just like, you know, thank you for listening. And, and it, it was still there. It didn't leave. And that building, this was years ago. So that particular building, I don't think whatever they put in there lasted very long. I don't, I don't remember that. But I mean, what can you do? Is the ghost didn't want to pass on? It wasn't. I think. I think if it could get. I think if people who were there saw it and, while perhaps scared of it, could also say like, "Hey, I understand. This is your space. Thank you for allowing me to be in the space. But would you please not scare whatever?" I think the ghost would be willing to listen. It, it wasn't rude. It just wanted its voice heard and someone to listen. So I leave the place and my mom. Is like, oh, you know, what? I'm going to go use the restroom. I said, mm, 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 don't use that one. And she was like, why? I said, because there's a ghost in there. She's like, seriously? I said, yes. She goes, you're joking. I said, nope. I said, if you want, go walk through and you will feel a wonderful spot of completely warm air that shouldn't be there. And that would be the ghost, if you don't believe me. So apparently she believed me enough to decide not to use that restroom and go somewhere else. Didn't believe the story, but she believed that part. So the next story is about the lighthouse. People have done shows and things like that and clearly proven that the lighthouse is haunted. And I agree, it is haunted. I have not been in the lighthouse, but I used to be in courts. And we did a performance for Christmas at this little like building right by the lighthouse. So we... The lighthouse was closed. We were not allowed to go into it, but it was right next to it. And you, you could go into it a little bit later. So we did the performance in the evening, somewhere around like five o'clock or so. And I remember feeling like really uncomfortable. And I, I, I was not in the lighthouse, but we were close enough to it. Like you could clearly see it. You could see the door. You see like if you wanted to walk in there, it was right there. And I felt really uncomfortable the whole time. And so when we were done, someone said something about the fact of like wanting to go in the lighthouse. It's like, <laughs> you can do that. I'm not. And my dad turned around and he said, yeah, I feel it too. And he's not, I think like he has periods of times where he does like tons of things to open himself up. And I think he like cracks it just a little bit and then he like doesn't do it anymore. And so it doesn't stay open. But it was the feeling coming off of that lighthouse was strong enough that he felt it too. I didn't necessarily, I, I refused to look at the lighthouse. Like, I, I didn't want to look at I basically, like, acted like it was not there. Because I felt like if I turned and I looked at it and I gave it any sort of bit of my attention, that I would have an experience where I would clearly see something. And I was not in the mood, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. I just wanted to leave. I didn't want to go there to begin with. Once I was there, I just did not feel comfortable. And I felt like there was a super, like, negative vibe or a heavy feeling, a, a dark feeling for the lighthouse. And I just wanted to be done. That's, that's the closest I've ever been in the lighthouse. I've never gone in it. I don't want to go in it. I don't want to go anywhere near it. I'm good. Over in my land, very far away from it. I'm good. Um, even when we've gone by it, uh, we did a boat tour last year and they drove us by the lighthouse uh, basically as close as they could. And I was like, nope, <laughs> look the other way. <laughs> I just, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Right where I am. Thank you very much. Please take me back. I'm perfectly fine. Another story is, this is a pub that's, I call it a pub, but I think, I think it's pub, like pub is in the title of the, of the 
the store. I will not say what store it is because I don't, I don't think that they like look at it that way or that they're comfortable with it. But there was, I used to work in downtown St. Augustine and they had a building that was right, pretty much like right down one of the roads of where you could walk to all the different restaurants and stuff and just walk the whole downtown shop area. So I found this like little pub that I would go to for, for lunch. They had amazing stuff. Delightful. I recommend them 110%. But you would come in and you could do, you could only eat on the first floor and you would see people go upstairs. And one day I came in and I, I always thought the, whenever I'd see people sort of like disappear up there, I just um, felt like there was something there, but I was really happy I hadn't seen anything. But I love this place. Like, it was just like they, they were have the best customer service. They really do. Like, they're so sweet. And um, their food's actually really good. And, like, they're, they really try to help you out. And they, like, they're just, they're really, really great. Like, they're, they're perfect. I love them. But, so they had decided to start doing renovations. So they were closed for a little bit. And I was super sad about it. But when they reopened, it came back. And um, I guess whatever renovations they did sort of stirred up whatever activity was there and that I had noticed. And I was sitting at the table and I was on my phone or whatever, waiting for my food and um, taking pictures outside and stuff like that. And I look up because I feel like something's staring at me. And out of the corner of my eye, I see what looks like basically about the size of a kid peeking around a corner but it's all black. Complete shadow figure, all black. Peeks its head out of me. Like it peeked its head out, had a leg out from the from the stair, and then ran away. I was like, fuck. <laughs> that was my initial reaction. Just like, fuck. So <laughs> because I knew if something had been up there, but I guess the renovations just released it a little bit more. And and um it, it I mean it didn't do anything to me, but I, I just, I was very content with knowing there was something there and not seeing. It, it's very different. It's it's different when you, like, have more than one sense pick up this thing. Like, you know, if you just hear, if you hear something, that's, like, disturbing. But if you hear something and you see something, that's, like, terrifying automatically. So when it was escalating, I was like, ah, well, <laughs> great. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it didn't it didn't seem mad, didn't really seem bad. It just was there. And I sort of felt like it maybe did mischievous things that would piss the patrons off sometimes. But um, it it I didn't I didn't really get that much of a read from it. I just knew something was there. One of the scariest stories that's going to be on this episode is I was looking for a house. To give you guys a joke to lighten the mood before I tell this horrible story. So I had a horrible time trying to find a house because I knew there was a feeling associated with, with a house that would work for me. And I knew it needed to be a purely positive feeling. I refused to move into anything that didn't have that. And I was going to be my first house and I, I just wanted to, I just wanted it to be positive every time I came into it, every time I woke up in the morning. And try to explain that to a real estate person 
was really hard because they didn't get it. So when I would give them the criteria that I, because, you know, I just wanted a couple things, like a certain amount of bedrooms, whatever. I, I was honestly willing to work on a lot of it. I didn't want too much. I, the feeling was the most important part for me. They thought of it as the, I have to fall in love with the house. So a lot of the things that I got shown were not what I wanted at all. It, it, they weren't in my criteria. They weren't anything of what I had asked for. It was just that the real estate person thought like, oh, I would fall in love with it. Or I had time through the real estate agent didn't show up. <laughs> that was nice too. So I walked into a lot of houses where I did not feel comfortable. And that was very surprising to me. And it wasn't the area or whatever. It was that house. Like when we drove up to the house, I was like, no, I know automatically no. And they would ask me to still come in and I'd come in and fine, whatever, but I just knew it wasn't going to work. And there were a lot of them that I just felt, um, I just didn't feel like it was good energy. And I can't, I can't necessarily say that that meant something was there. It could have been that something had been there or that people had done something beforehand or something, you know, with the land or something like that. But it, it wasn't always that something was there. It just was not positive and, and not even like in a small fraction, it was just clearly negative. And so luckily I didn't see anything while I was in any of these places, but sometimes there was just really strong feelings. That also meant that I had to, because I had real estate agents who didn't show up, real estate agents who didn't call me back, ones that just weren't working for me. I went through a lot of real estate companies, a lot. I did a lot of the searching on my own. I did not have a lot of, a lot of help at all. And it was really difficult. I had done another batch call of people basically where like I signed up for a whole bunch of stuff and called like maybe 10 different places or whatever and was waiting for them to call me back and one called me back. And um, we're talking and so you guys don't really get to hear it too much on this microphone, but my voice is actually uh, really, really high pitched. And when I was in high school, I lowered it down because I would get made fun of all the time. So think like Ariana Grande her singing voice is my natural voice. And I also sing. So the whistle register and the whistle tone, like I can go up to that without any problem. I can break glass with my voice without any problem, without any um, strain on my vocal cords. So I can go up very, very high. And then I can go down to pretty much like a male bass. There's times like I freaked out my friends while changing my voice. And I basically sound like a man. It's hilarious. It freaks them out. It's great. So when I... Uh, I also have a tone that's really breathy, so it sounds a little bit different. I think I was just tired and perhaps that tone had like come out because I, you know, I'd called so many places and they weren't working out and I was tired and I was working a full-time job and saving up all this money for the house and having all the stress about it. So when the person calls and we're talking or whatever, I fell a little off with them and I was like, it's probably not going to work, but you know, they called me back so I can at least entertain them for half a second before I get off the phone. Uh, just, you know, being polite. They they did call. That was the problem. I wasn't getting anybody to call. So like, at least they did that. So I just felt like I, I at least owed them that. And we're talking and talking and talking. And all of a sudden, this woman says to me, you have one of the most interesting voices I've ever heard. And I said, oh, thanks. Like, well, what the fuck do you say to that? And she turns around and she goes, you know, you would either be really, really great at reading children's books or at being an overnight telemarketer for porn. And I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> I... <laughs> 
I laughed. And then I was just like, thank you for letting me know the careers I was meant for with my voice. Have a good day. Bye bye. And I got off the phone. I was so, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> how, how does, how does anyone's voice immediately make you think that they'd be like an overnight, you know, call person? I don't even know what you call people who do that, which if you do that, like no shame on you, you've got to, you got to make money. And if you are, if you enjoy it or you're doing your stuff, like that's great. But like, it's really strange for someone to tell you that's what you're meant to do based on your voice or give you the spectrum of you should read children's novels. Like what the fuck? <laughs> thank you for the, thank you for letting me know the, how, how, how wildly of, of a spectrum of careers I can get because of my voice. <laughs> And she really thought it was a compliment and I thought it was uh, like, I'm weird. I'm 110% weird, but like that was whole new brand of weird that I've never even experienced before, <laughs> especially from someone I had just spoken to. That was the first phone call. Like what the fuck? <laughs> so going into the actual story and hopefully that make y'all laugh. Um, and please don't ever tell that to somebody. <laughs> I, I, at this point, I'm working with a new realtor, you know, so I, and I'm, I wasn't a difficult client. It's just that they wouldn't listen. Like, if I clearly say, like, I just, like, it's very difficult to say to someone, I just want a house that feels really positive. Because it's like, what qualifies as positive? That's where I was losing them. And then they were just like, okay, well, by positive, maybe if she falls in love with the house, like, that'll be enough. And then I had someone tell me that I wasn't being open-minded enough to, like, find a house. I'm like, who are you to tell me that to begin with? And second off, if you feel that way, like, don't work with me. Like, you're only working with me because you want to get commission. Right now, I'm the only job that you have. So, like, don't give me that crap. Like, you can't, you cannot tell that to somebody. Like, that's messed up. Like, wh whatever it is that that person needs out of their house, they have every right to, to need that. And what I needed was a positive house. And I, there's no way to describe that. It's not about the amount of light that comes in a house. It's not about the people who had the house before. It's not about the space requirements or the amount of bedrooms or bathrooms or closet space or anything like that. It's about the house itself. And if I connect with that house or not, if I don't connect, no deal. Sorry. That's just how it is. So this woman shows me a house. She was late to begin with. So I actually thought she wasn't going to show up. So she gets the right idea. She's like, okay, well, since she's not here, do you want to like look her in? And I was like, I always feel uncomfortable with that because it's just like, you know, as a, as a neighbor, um, if I saw someone walking around somebody else's house and I knew that person wasn't there or something, I would be concerned about that person's house and, and if they are in there or not or if they know what's going on. So I always just felt weird about it, but she still wasn't there. And I was just like, I don't, she wasn't answering the phone. And I was like, we can give her like 10 minutes and after that, we're out. So we like walk around the house and I was like, oh my God, like, like one of the things I really wanted was like a good amount of yard space because I knew I wanted to get a dog and I love grass and, and I'm a very earthy person. So I was just like, this is perfect as far as that goes. But I still had like an off feeling about, a house, about the house and I couldn't figure out where the off feeling was. I was very confused by that. Like, because it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. When I pulled up to the, the area, like it was really great because it was very far away. I think it was fenced. If I remember correctly, there was a bunch of trees. Like it was, as far as land space wise, it felt beautiful. The land felt fine. It was clearly the something wrong with a structure on the house and I thought it was the house but it didn't seem to come from the house and I couldn't figure out what structure it was coming from just that it was in the area and I even somewhat thought like maybe it's not this house maybe it's like a neighbor's house or something because you know 
even though they're they're fenced in, there's neighbors around, like maybe it's something like that. But I I was having a very hard time figuring out, especially because I couldn't step into it, figuring out where it was. Again, I had closed myself off. So that this is part of why I've opened myself back up is because if I was open at the point, I would have been able to, to pinpoint it immediately. There would have been no question. Um, but because I hadn't done that, I was picking up things on on my lower frequency, not um, not the maximum amount of my frequency that I typically would. So she shows up finally, and we're like, oh, okay, great. Thought you weren't going to show up. So she comes in, she brings it in the house, and it's really cute. Like, it's it's small, which was fine with me. I didn't have any issue with that. It had two bedrooms. Awesome. It had one bath. Okay. I, I would prefer two, but fine. Um, it, had, it did this weird, like, step down, step up thing, which I didn't really like. But it was way under budget. And I was just like, okay, I actually didn't mind doing some sort of renovations in the house and make it the way that I liked it. And I was just like, dude, I could actually, like, legitimately do quite a bit of renovations on this house. Like it's got good structure. It's got good bones. It's older. I could do quite a bit of renovations on this house and make it like exactly what I want. And it, and, and it's already got good form. It's got a, an amazing amount of land. Like it's great as far as that goes. And I felt fine in the actual house, but I felt like I did feel like there was a spirit there, but I didn't feel bad. It felt like, um, like a protecting spirit, but I was like, okay, well then what is it protecting you from? And I was like, and where is that other, that other feeling I felt? I didn't feel it in the house at all. So we will get out the house. And it turns out in the backyard, which we had kind of gone back there, but we weren't sure if that structure sat with the house or not. There was a detached garage, which was new, newer than the house. And when we went in there, even my mom she went and she held my hand and she was just like, I don't feel comfortable in here. I said, I know. I said, something's in here. And it's really dark. Like, it was the type of, like, when you hear stories about, like, the spirit that hides in the corner that's really dark and very oppressive and bad, like, that's what that was. Like, I felt it full force. There was, even saying the story, like, I am legitimately shivering right now from that experience with that thing. And it was really, really, really bad. So that's why the protector spirit was in the house, but couldn't get to the garage. And you would think that like, okay, the land's good. The house has a protecting spirit. The detached garage is new. Where did that spirit come from? I don't know if maybe they did something. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really feel like that spirit was from there at all. I feel like it was brought into that space and then it just decided to harbor in that space and change the air surrounding the house. I think it wanted to take everything over and the protecting spirit in the house was not letting it. So we get back out and the lady is, is really pushing me to like sign the paperwork and stuff like that. And I was just like, the house is fine, but the detached garage, mm. and it was, it was really, it was really fucking with me. I'm going to be honest with you, because when I say this, you guys are going to be like, what? But I didn't feel like the negative spirit would have hurt me at all. I feel like it was really negative, but I didn't feel like it wanted to hurt me. To be honest with you, 
It seemed like it just wanted to get out and do other shit. I, it didn't, so it didn't seem like, it seemed like more almost like we invaded its mass. And so it wanted to like, let us know it was there, but that as far as me, like it would never have been able to hurt me. And it would have never been able to do anything to me or to the house. And I had full faith that I could make it go away without even having a problem if I needed to. So, and and it's, it's the protecting spirit and it were really, really playing with me because they really wanted me to get the house. Like I could feel that. And it was, it was really difficult for me to be able to distinguish my feelings of the house from their want of me to be at the house. I almost feel like the protective spirit was trapped. Like, like it was there only because the dark thing was there. And if the dark thing would go away, it could go away. And I, I think that with those things gone, it would have been a positive, good house. That That's how I personally feel. I don't think that the house was bad. I don't think that the area was bad. I don't think anything of it was bad. But I think that because that, I don't know if maybe that protective thing had always been there, maybe a little bit. And then after the bad thing showed up, it had to be there. I, I don't really know who came before who, but they both seemed to really want me there to fix the issue. And like, and like they were both okay with me having the house. So she's talking to me and I feel this stuff from them and I'm trying to figure out like what do I want and I also know the potential for this house which is part of the problem of um being sensitive or being an empath sometimes is that you can see the potential of something like I could see the potential of it to be good that's that was part of the issue too is like okay well yeah I know there's something bad here but I could I can see how good this place actually truly is and I know that I could free up that goodness. So it was almost like I felt like not even that I really wanted the house, but that I needed to be there in order to like help these things out, which is not what I wanted to begin with. And I was really confused when I was there. So all of a sudden we're talking with this woman and as I'm like considering like, do I even want this house? This bird, blue bird, small, tiny little thing, fucking flies straight down at like a, like a, like a, like a like a backslash angle or something straight down into the ground it did not fly at me it did not fly onto a twig it didn't it literally just just went in a straight like almost back or forwards or what really like a forward slash motion from the top straight down to the bottom without anything to land on and like nose dived into there i'd never seen a bird do that and then it it tumbled and flicked around a whole bunch of times and I thought like, oh my God, like maybe it broke its wing and it was trying to fly and it broke its wing. And this is why it ended up nose diving there. So it's cold outside. So I've got my jacket on. I've got a scarf. I take, I, I whip off my scarf and I take off my jacket and I'm, I'm planning on picking this bird up and taking it to the vet to save this bird. And I go to get the bird and the, the bird had broken its neck. It did not have a broken wing. It essentially committed suicide right in front of me. I had never in my entire life, and Florida has a lot of birds. I've always had a house that was around a lot of birds. My house now, like, 
the birds are constantly chirping. I've got birds that live in the fucking plants, birds that live in the trees, birds that I, I think like to dance on top of my roof, birds that live in my oak, big humongous oak tree in the front of my house. I have never in my life seen a bird do that. And to this day, obviously, like, it still sort of chokes me up because I've never seen that happen before in my life. And I was like, I need to go. Like, I'm done. I need to go. So we go home and um, I told my dad what happened. And we were like, talk about an omen. Like, talk about something that was just like, you don't need to be here. This is not for you. And I'm going to make sure you know that. I, I ended up never working with that realtor again. Didn't know anything about the house. And then maybe a couple months later, I was talking to a coworker and um, they mentioned something about the area and about a house that had burned down. I was like, that's weird. I was like, wait, like that's about where that house was. I wonder if it was that house. They said it was on the news. I looked at the article. The article had been from three days after I had seen that house. The whole house had caught on fire and burned to the ground. I don't. I don't really know what to say about that. Um, I have never, up to this point, been in a situation where that's happened. Um, I, I mean, it's just like, what, what do you even say about that? Like, what, like, what do you even do about that? I mean, you, you're there. You clearly feel like something wants to be released and like to go away. And I guess maybe. By me never coming back or never saying like, hey, I'll come back and I'll help you or something. I guess it just released itself on its own because there is no more house. I know it's going to sound weird. I still don't feel like it would have it would have hurt me at all. Um, but I do think it wanted to be released. I think that it felt I think both of them felt trapped and they wanted to go away. And with me not essentially sticking around to do something for them or seeing that the bird dying as an omen not to get the property instead of as a way to say this is like it's so bad here that I need to be released um I think it just did it on its own because no one was living in the house there was no furniture the people who owned it had moved out no one had gotten caught in the fire um no one else's property had been damaged it and that house burned from the top to the bottom it completely burned down and the garage everything on that property burned down and to place it for you guys the house was closer to the street and the garage actually was really more like kind of like where you would place a tool shed in your backyard so there was a pretty huge distance between the garage and the house. It would have had to been a huge fire to somehow catch fire to both the garage and the house. It would, it would have had to be purposeful or burned for a really long time. And I mean, there were other houses around there. So I would think that the other people would have realized it was burning down. So I am, I have a couple more stories. So we're going to have a part three of Ghosts of St. Augustine. Um, and that one will be much shorter than this one. This one was much longer than I like the episodes to do. I like to keep them around half an hour. Just if you're driving to work, like you can listen to the, the episode or something, or like taking a train or something, you can listen to it and not have to come back and hear the rest of it. But um, yeah, that's uh, this is part two. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, to end on a positive note, 
uh, to talk about something that I learned this week. I learned to trust myself a little bit more than I normally do. I've been doing really well with just listening to myself and listening to my body and sort of letting it be the leader of what I do in my day. Now, that doesn't mean that like I don't push myself or stuff like that, but I'm typically someone who like if I get an idea or I get a thought, like I, I want to do it. Like I want to do it and I want to get it done just so I don't think about it again and it's finished. And sometimes like I'm not up to it. Sometimes I, I really can't do it. I really need to like relax, rest, or take a second for myself and I don't do it. And that ends up screwing me over later every single time. And um, I have just been listening to my body. Life is too short. You need to enjoy the time that you have and the time that you spend. Because I think I said it last last episode, you know, all you have is time. I've been really good about that. I've been really good about just listening to myself, listening to how I feel with different people, um, how I feel when they say different things to me, what makes me feel uncomfortable, and letting that be the guide about how I treat those people and how I move forward with those people if I move forward, forward with them. And it's been really great. And, um... Hopefully, I can leave you guys with that too. Just, you know, listen to yourself because you are your best judge and your best critic and you know yourself the best. So listen to yourself. But I hope you enjoyed the episode. Subscribe, leave a review if you can. If you have any questions or comments or you want to send in a story or you'd like a topic to be talked about, um, you know, go to thehauntedride.com and click the send us your story link. I want this to be a community and it, it is growing as a community base and I'm really happy and really excited about that and I just hope it continues to grow and you guys continue to like it and that's what's important to me. So um, also, you know, we have Patreon. I Just to drop that there, um, I've started releasing episodes early on Patreon. So I record on Sunday and they're finished on Sunday and so, but I post them on Monday so if you're part of our Patreon, if you're any tier of the Patreon, like, then you just get the episode when you get the episode. Um, I didn't really want to write that in there as something that would happen because it was a little, you know, sometimes things happen, like sometimes there's technical issues or if you don't feel good or something like that. I don't want to guarantee that the episode's always going to be like, oh my God, super, super early and, and it's not. And then you guys like feel cheated. So I haven't really put that in there, but I was able to do it last week and I do feel like I'll, I should be able to do it, um, in weeks to come. So if it can continue and continue being great, then I will include that as something that just happens with every tier of Patreon. So I hope you guys have a good day. I hope you take care of yourself. Um, listen to yourself, appreciate yourself, appreciate the people you have around you and who you love. And if there's someone who can't appreciate you for you, then they don't need to be in your life. Just do good things for yourselves and love yourselves and respect yourselves and know